I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi Podcast. Hi, episode nine. How are you? It is a Tuesday evening, 6.30. My roommate's doing laundry, so if you can hear the washer in the background, maybe it'll soothe you. If not, it's going to be pretty quiet, so I can't imagine it being too distracting. In this episode, I wanted to touch on something that has been taking over my mind lately. This, This feat that I've had recently, and... It comes with a lot of question marks, but it's also a good thing. I tweeted about it yesterday. I said, I felt like the same person ages 0 to 23. Now, at 24, I don't. I don't even recognize myself right now. I feel improved, and I like it a lot, but I feel as though I've entered a whole new world. It's kind of crept up on me, and it hit me all at once around last week or so. I've had the question mark in my head for I don't even know how many years of just wondering 
what do I do with myself? What is there to, how do I, what do I do with myself? <laughs> I was put here on this earth and I don't know how to deal with myself. I myself am almost like a chore to myself and I was trying to figure out how to answer that question. I've answered it. I figured it out at least for the time being. I've touched on this in earlier episodes about life being about finding sweet spots and staying there until it's time to find the next one. And I've found my sweet spot right now. I figured out what I need. I have a sexy little routine going on. I rejected routines for quite a long time. I rejected the idea of productivity in general for a long time because it felt like the way. It felt like the popular thing to do and I've always been the type of person, I'm super basic, don't get it twisted, but I've always rejected super popular ideas for some reason. I was never into Justin Bieber or any of the other boy bands, Jonas Brothers, One Direction, I just couldn't listen to them simply because everyone did and I didn't want to have that in common with people. I don't know why, it's stupid. But productivity is a huge theme in A, America, B, also my demographic that I'm in, a lot of YouTubers in my realm just preach productivity and how beneficial it is to your life and how time efficiency and time management can just propel you forward to the life that you want to live. And I didn't want to be on the go all the time. I wanted to take my time. I'm in no rush. I plan, I hope, if I'm lucky, to be on this earth for a long time. And I'm in no rush to get everything that I want to do out now. I want to take my time doing some of the things that I want to do in my lifetime and really soaking in them and enjoying them. However, when I'm left with too much idle time, I spiral, and I've learned that about myself. I need to keep a clean space. I need to make sure I have things to do throughout my day, especially being a college graduate now and working from home. It's a little bit difficult when, you know, you don't have a teacher looking over you while you're in class for X amount of time, and I liked that. I liked the accountability that came with that. I always had like mild fantasies about joining the military simply because your time is managed every second you are expected to do something and I liked the idea of not having to make decisions for myself. <laughs> it was a, you know, a fantasy just in the sense I knew it wasn't what I needed. It was me being afraid of making decisions for myself and finding an escape route for that. Currently, do you want to hear my routine? Is that boring? Here's the thing. Half of you are going to want to hear this and you're going to love it. And you're going to be so inspired and you love hearing about routines and, and productivity. And the other half are like, boring. And somehow I'm both right down the middle. But I'm shifting. I'm watching myself transform from a type B person to a type A person in front of my very eyes. I never thought I would live to see this day. I'm very shocked. Going back to the thought that I've just had, I feel like I'm a new person. There's a ton of us who, when we're meeting friends and they ask what you were like in high school, they're like, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Like, oh, I'm a whole different person. I never felt that way. I don't, I didn't up until about a year ago. I wasn't very different than I was in high school. My opinions were quite similar. My ways of spending my time were quite similar. My hobbies and things that I enjoyed were very similar. And not even that far away from how I was in middle school or even how I was in elementary school. Of course, there was age changes and developments that occurred along the way, but realistically, when I would think back to who I was in third grade and how I would behave and who I was in sixth grade and how I would behave and who I was in 10th grade, I felt really similar. And 
I had my hard years in terms of insecurity and, um, you know, feeling lost within myself, not external, but internal hardships. My hardest years were 19 to, no, I kind of, we'll say like 18 to 20. I was kind of lost in my own skin, 21 sort of crawling out of it. And now being 24, almost 25, I turned 25 very, very soon. It's on a Monday. Should I upload like a birthday episode? Should we just upload on a Monday that week? Maybe. Because 25 is huge and I am so excited to be 25. During my year of being 24 though, in conjunction, I know that 2020 and our lifestyle played a huge factor into these transformations that occurred. I, I was put to the test. If you don't know, if you don't follow my YouTube channel, last year, starting around end of March, early April, I began an Alone in New York City quarantine series. My roommate had left, and this was the beginning of lockdown, and New York was the epicenter. We had no idea what was to come. This was during the toilet paper shortage, and I've told stories in my COVID confessions episode. I mean, my pharmacist handed my medicine to me by sticking his hand out the door and said, we'll figure out payment later, like just take it and go. If I was walking on the sidewalk or jogging and someone was coming my way, one of us would cross the street. We would try to get as far away from each other as possible. When I was grocery shopping, I had my mask on as well as gloves on and I would leave all of my groceries or packages that I ordered online in the hallway until I came into my apartment, I got wipes, and I sanitized everything before bringing it in. I would take off all my clothes and throw them in the washer every time I left the house. And I was all by myself. And I've struggled with mental illness in the past, specifically depression, and I wanted to put myself to the test. And I have never seen such growth inside of myself. I knew I was gonna sink or I was gonna swim. And knowing that I swam and living to see where I swam to, is one of the most gratifying experiences that I've had in my recent history, and I'm so glad to say it, but it's made me different. And all of the little habits that I developed that are positive things are good. I feel good. However, it's new, I feel reborn, and something just really clicked yesterday. Oh my god, I just lost so much breath. I got too excited, I need to get better at this. Whew, let's all take a breath real quick. I will finish my sentence in a second. Okay, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in through the nose. Breathe out. One more, I need it. Got too excited. I can't speed talk. But I can't talk too slow either because my brain has its own speed and if my mouth can't keep up with it, I will be speaking and my brain will be thinking to itself like, why are you saying that because we're way past that thought? Catch up. But I can't. If I try to speak as fast as my brain goes, I get out of breath. <laughs> anyway, it clicked yesterday. I feel new, I love it, and I'm happy with it, but it's wild. I feel like I've entered a new world. I feel like I've entered the world in a new body. I think the connection between brain and body is so interesting. The idea that I was even expressing at the beginning, saying I didn't know what to do with myself, it almost felt like I and myself were two different people. I had to figure out how to take care of myself, and that's huge. I know a lot of you are younger than me. Maybe you're ending high school right now, or maybe you're trying to move out on your own, 
And learning how to be an adult is so much work because it's all these minuscule tasks that end up taking so much brain space and stress that it exhausts you because you're not used to doing all of these things. You're used to having help and they're so subtle that when you're living your normal life and then having these things added on top, it's confusing. You're like, I don't really know what I'm doing and that's fine. You'll work it out, I promise, like everyone does eventually, no matter how long it takes, it will happen. I have faith in you, but it's interesting to think of yourself as a chore. But now I've gotten myself in this system, my chore doesn't exist anymore. Like my person is working for me and I don't even need to give directions. I hope this thought process isn't too ambiguous. I hope that someone's li- someone understands what I'm saying right now because it doesn't seem confusing in my head, but I could see how it could be. Just the idea of now that I figured out my routine, I figured out what my body likes, I figured out my habits and what works for me to keep me happy and healthy and energized and keeping me having good night's sleeps as well as, you know, what else is there in life? (laughs) You know, I'm moving forward but I'm also enjoying the process and I haven't experienced this in a long time, if not ever, it's hard to tell. Not in my recent years, trust me, I've had so much fun In my past, I've had wilder memories. Granted, my social life is a bit on pause at the moment, but my daytime and time with myself has never been so in sync. I used to see myself with time and I could enjoy my own company, but I still felt a little confused on whether or not I was doing things right. And to know that I've come up with a process where I don't even have to think twice, I'm almost almost on autopilot but not quite because I think it's important not to be entirely on autopilot because then what are you doing? You don't want to be a robot in this life. You want to be healthy and functioning but you still want to be a person with, you know, emotions and feelings and, and a soul. And I found that sweet spot and I can't ignore it. I have to acknowledge it and I encourage everyone to try to find it. I need to have a meeting with my therapist because I would love to talk to her about it. It's interesting, normally, you know, I call my therapist when I'm, you know, not so hot, and now I need to call her because I feel like I'm too hot. Like, hang on, everything's going really well, and it's it's uh, all come to fruition, and I feel reborn. Help. <laughs> Is this normal? Yeah, I'm curious to see what she'd say. I, because she always surprises me. I think, I always think I know what she's going to say, and I never do. And that's why I know that being in therapy is so important. Because she tells me the things that I can't tell myself because I don't think of them. Oh, she's the best. She's literally the best. I haven't talked to her a few months now. But my god, she is amazing. Late 70s, Ivy League graduate, teaches at an Ivy League, writes for textbooks. If you're a psychology student, odds are you've probably read something written by my psychiatrist. Oh, she's the best. I feel like she was a godsend. Now... Let me set down my drink. I'm currently drinking an Arnold Palmer seltzer. I think I like it. I'm not sure I like it enough to buy it again, but I like it for this moment. My current routine that is working really well for me is having a wake-up time. My alarm goes off at 8.30 every morning and being in bed by 12. I like to go to sleep somewhere between 11.30 and 1.00. Any of those times are fine, just like whenever my body drifts off. These are pretty basic things. I'm going to get through those things quickly. The second huge thing that I've done is eating times. (laughs) This is so rudimentary, but I think a lot of us get all twisted up in food because food can mean a hundred different things, 
we A, have the food that like we grew up eating, B, the food that we kind of fed ourselves in college or like in our early adulthood, whatever our friends were eating and whatever we would eat out of convenience. And then we have the food, the diet culture, and the media tells us that we should eat. And then fourth, we have our comfort foods and, and eating for emotions. And all of those impact <laughs> what we choose to put in our body. That being said, just deciding at 9.30 I'm going to have something for breakfast. At 1 I'm going to have something for lunch and at 6.30 I'm going to have something for dinner. If I'm not hungry at mealtime, great, I'll just have something little. Having mealtimes, <laughs> it's, it's so rudimentary. I know I said that, but it's so rudimentary. It keeps your energy levels stable throughout the day. I spoke in the last episode about how sometimes I'll enter this this state of focus where I'm not getting up and I'm not eating and that's not good because then I'll just, you know, not have breakfast or lunch and then have it, a gigantic feast for dinner and then go to bed uncomfortable, you know? It's not fun. The goal is three meals a day and that happens 90% of the time. A new thing I added is to take a short walk after I eat. It's really good for your blood sugar. My mom was a diabetic. Her brother is a diabetic. It's actually the anniversary. It was yesterday. Yesterday was the anniversary of my mom's transplant. She has new kidneys and a new pancreas. And with a new pancreas, her new one was not diabetic. And anyway, that's not my story to tell, but it's very exciting. And I know that she gets really excited around, you know, this time every year because it's a, it saved her life. Anyway, diabetes runs in my family and I need to be careful of my sugars. It's something that I, um, it's not easy. I have a sweet tooth. But taking a short walk around the block, like a five, I am for 15 minutes, but that's just because I work from home. I normally only end up going on two walks a day, but that's still better than zero. And I will work up to it and just know that once the weather continues to get a lot warmer, I will want to be outside for longer. I normally don't like being outside right now for more than 15 minutes. Even if you could get a five minute walk in or a quick walk around your block after a meal, it will do such subtle wonders for you. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not doing anything inappropriate by telling you to take a short little walk after your meal. I think it's nice to get the fresh air. So my current routine, having breakfast, then I'll work for a few hours and then I will have a workout, shower, make lunch, take my little walk, go back to work until it's time for dinner and I'll cook something. Maybe I'll FaceTime a friend, put on some YouTube. I love having a nice conversation while I'm cooking. Take a quick little walk depending. This is the walk that doesn't always happen because it's dark and cold by this point. And then I'll just do whatever. At the moment, I, I started watching Queen's Gambit. I finished it. It was amazing. I know I'm really late on it, but I thought it was perfect. No complaints, no critiques. Not that I'm a movie critic by any standard, but in my humble opinion, I thought it was perfect. And then I watched I Care A Lot last night with Rosamund Pike. John loved it. I hated it. So there's that. Anyway, then I get into bed and I read and I take my little CBD. It's like 25, 50 milligrams of CBD under my tongue. Hold it for 30 seconds. Read until I fall asleep. That is my basic weekday routine. Now I know it's a little bit easier for me because I work for myself and I do get to set my own schedule. However, when I've interned before, I definitely know that I could have taken three five minute walks during the day. 
my bosses would have been totally fine with that. I know it's not impossible. And never limit yourself. Like, why not try before you're like, oh, I can't because blah, 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 blah. Try it. And if you really can't, great, you can't. You can't. That's fine. Whatever. Figure out something else. But don't knock it until you try it. And that is my super mundane routine. <laughs> That, let me think back because I can't imagine that my work and meal and walking routine is what's keeping me so stable, but I low-key think it is. The fact that I'm eating regularly throughout the day, I'm walking regularly throughout the day, and I'm working regularly throughout the day, and then I go to sleep feeling satisfied because I ate well, got my body moving, I read. I think reading is so crucial. For everyone's self-esteem, I think you should read. One week later, still reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I'm about halfway through. Not impressed. Maybe because, let's see the copyright on this. One moment. So this is from 2016. Yeah, I think that with the age that we live in where every piece of popular information spreads like wildfire on social media that I've mostly already heard these things before. So I'm reading this like great Mark Manson, like this is not groundbreaking when in reality maybe it was at 2016, but I still think it's a healthy reminder. I'm all about leveling up. Productivity, it's not my number one priority in life. It's not. I don't think the goal of my life is to live it productively. I think it's just an asset to making sure that I'm spending my time well and being able to do the things that I want to do. Productivity allows me to make sure that I have space in my life to live it the way that I want to. I never thought I'd be sitting here saying this. I'm telling you, if I had a podcast five years ago, even last year, maybe last year would be closer, two years ago for sure, I would be sitting here giving you entirely different advice and I'm blown away that I'm this girl now. John had a theory. He said that I used to put a lot of energy into my social life, which is currently on pause. His guess is that I've just put all of this energy that I used to put towards my social life into myself and it's bettered me. And I'm, like I said, I'm glad for it. Just feels a little unfamiliar. Can you hear my computer fan? I threw my, I didn't throw it. I set my laptop on the floor in hopes that when the fan went off that you wouldn't be able to hear it, but it is very loud right now. So if you can hear it, I'm very sorry. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know why. I make movies on it every single week. No complaints. I record 30 minutes of an MP3, and you would think that I threw this computer against the wall, shoved it in the bathtub. I don't know. She's like freaking out at the moment. We're going to work through it. I'll talk with her later. <laughs> Also, on my journal page, because I had to write down my routine for you, my super riveting routine, I wrote that overall, I feel new. I feel good. I feel very good. Just a little unfamiliar. I'm very motivated. I'm very business-oriented, which is something that I rejected for most of my early career. I had a weird relationship with business for a very long time. I cook. I used to eat at restaurants all the time. I If I can do it, you can do it. You were talking to someone who would eat all three meals out. I was convinced that I could never make something as good as a restaurant could. And now I'm here to tell you, one short year later, I prefer my food over the restaurant foods. Sometimes I'm looking at takeout 
and I'm dissatisfied with everything because I would rather just have something that I can make. And that is a beautiful thing. I clean. I'm punctual. I'm responsive. Girl, oh, this whole new lifestyle is so sexy. So glad to be here. So confused. Can't believe I actually arrived. But I'm here. So what have we learned? What did we learn today? We learned that if you don't know what to do with yourself, slowly but surely you can figure it out. It's a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot of going back to the basics. Am I walking? Am I seeing sun? Am I eating? Like, it's very important. Am I, you know, cleaning myself? I think it's really easy when we're so stressed about all the big things that we ignore the basics and start there. B, that you can have a before and after. <laughs> I suddenly feel like I've entered an after. There's a very clear and distinct before and after that I've shifted into, and I don't even know for a fact if this podcast episode is going to reflect it in how large of a shift it's been, but this whole concept has taken over my brain today, and I can't imagine speaking about anything else right now. Besides March 12th, mark your calendars um, and save your money for March 12th. So I'm going to say March 12th. What day? March 12th, 2021. We learned that anything is possible. That is the moral of today. If you want to change, you can. You can. You can. Oh, girl, I would sleep whenever I wanted. Like, I could skip class and sleep instead. That's a possibility, but it's not a good idea. I would also just get offers, get emails, and not respond. I would respond to the first one, start a little email chain, then ghost them. Business emails. <laughs> I was horrible. My manager would text me, you have a video due, I wouldn't answer. Now if I don't answer in five minutes, I'm like, oh, thank you for your patience. You can change. Anything is possible. If you don't like certain adjectives that people or you describe yourself as, certain adjectives and characteristics that you obtain, I think it's obtain, and then figure out the ones that you want to attain. If there's things and why not make a little list of ones that you want to channel? Maybe you want to be more clever. Maybe you want to be fit. Maybe you want to be low-key rich. Maybe you want to be sexual. Who knows what you want? Figure it out and take baby steps. There's no rush. You're already you now, so just be like you plus breakfast tomorrow. And you plus breakfast and a walk two days from now. You plus breakfast and a walk and having your inbox cleaned out by next week. You know, don't do it all at once because A, that's overwhelming, B, unsustainable. We all know these things. I'm saying things you already know, but I'm saying them because I think we need to hear them again because I'm a new bitch. I don't recognize her, but I'm the old one right now. I can feel it. She's still inside me, but the new one, the new one I'm just meeting. This is not, I hope this is not too heady. It's not meant to be. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of likes on that tweet. There was a lot of interaction with it, so I know for a fact that there's at least 450 people out there who resonate with this. Wham Damn Bam on Twitter said, Lexi, I relate to this so hard. Pisces Baby 97 said, Honestly, I turned 24 on Saturday and I hope this happens to me. Okay, so she's not there yet. Jenical Jones said, I was thinking about this all day, so thanks for putting my thoughts into words. Cheers to 24. Rowan Durham said, First house perfection year? I don't know what that means. Something astrology related, potentially. Oh my god. <laughs> if there's something in the stars that would create a massive shift, a massive before and after inside me, let me know because I've been consistently an inconsistent bitch for as long as I can remember.
Emily, Emily June said that she agrees. The growing pains of 20 to 23 were worth it. And then Allie, Allie Sheehan said, I never know if I'm pronouncing her last name right. She said, I feel this so hard. She's the one that uh, vocalized this thought. There's a strong before and after. I said, exactly. There's a before and an after. Wild. Now let's get into the questions. Let's see what you guys asked this week for episode nine. Tazuman.Zimin asked, what are your healthy and unhealthy go-to snacks these days? Um, grapefruits have been looking pretty good. Strawberries not looking that good, even though I did buy some at the store yesterday and ate them throughout today. So today's snacks were strawberries. But lately the grapefruits have been looking pretty good. So I have one like mid-morning, mid-afternoon. Oh yeah, within the three meals. They include snacks sometimes. Sometimes I'm super hungry like this morning. Sometimes I wake up, no appetite, right? So I'll just like, you know, only make a little tiny serving of oatmeal. This morning, not only did I want two packets of oatmeal, I wanted veggie sticks. So I had a side of veggie sticks with my breakfast. So you just gotta roll with it sometimes. Other snacks, Girl Scout cookies. Got my boxes in the other day. Hashtag Troop 6000, support it, always. <laughs> little side story. I saw that trending on Instagram about Troop 6000. It's a troop of Girl Scouts that's made up entirely of girls in the New York City homeless shelters. So I sent a little text to the family group chat saying, hey, if you don't have a troop to support, buy Girl Scout cookies from Troop 6000. Oh my god, you should have seen the uproar that it caused. My aunt said, I don't want cookies, but here's $200. Just tell the Girl Scouts to eat the cookies themselves. They can have them. And so she Venmo's me $200, and suddenly I have to figure out what to do with it. Morgan's like, I want the coconut ones. I'm like, I'm not the Girl Scout. I'm not collecting orders. I'm just giving you the information. My mom's like, oh yeah, we'll send you our order later today. I'm like, no. But anyway, yeah, I've been eating Girl Scout cookies. Kemia.bzi asked, what has been your favorite age? That's interesting in relation to today's topic. I discussed not liking 18 to 20. Those were my internal hardship years. And then my junior year of high school was my external hardship years. Just like, talk about when it rains, it pours. Wow. Um, I loved, I loved being a little kid. I was such a little pistol. I did whatever I wanted. I don't know. I thought I was king of the world as a child. And I wish that I had the same leadership skills that I had as a fourth grader. I envy her sometimes. Anyway, fabulous. Love those ages. Like, elementary school. Fuck middle school. Ugh. Um, had a good enough experience, but ugh. I really liked being 15 and 16. Yeah, absolutely killed it those years. And then senior of high school, so like 17 and the first half of 18. Fabulous. Skip over 18 through 20. And then I loved being 21 through 24, and I absolutely cannot wait to be 25. I've loved being a young adult. I absolutely love being the age that I'm at now. Lily underscore and 28 asked, do you ever experience imposter syndrome? No, <laughs> I'm pretty self-aware in terms of what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And I have enough faith in myself that if I really put my mind to something, I can make something happen. And think about all the people who have half your intelligence that are doing so many bigger things. Think about that. If they can do it, oh, you can do it. Bria underscore Benz asked, what's your favorite method of decompressing? Water. I love a bath. 
I would have said a pool, but it's not really weather appropriate right now, and I'm, I don't have access to an indoor pool. I love swimming. I like smoking. <laughs> um, what else? Should I cut that out? Lately, it's been a bath, but here's the thing. Not just any bath. There is an art to light. I would take a bath in the fluorescent bathroom lighting. No problem. Never thought twice about it. Turn it off, turn on a ton of candles. Turn on, light, light a ton of candles. Just get maybe one or two expensive ones that'll last you a long time and then just a ton of cheap ones. You'll see on my Instagram story, I would say at least twice a week I'll post a photo of my bath running. Beautiful, such a great way to decompress in the winter. But probably my go-to that's been the most consistent in my life is long walks. Very long walks. Haley underscore Gilligan asked, would you adopt a child? Oh, I'm totally open to that idea. Yeah, interesting. I don't really think about that very often. Underscore Kathleen Bo asked, what are your thoughts on astrology? We're both vibing as Pisces. Um, I don't think people understand Pisces or I'm not um, a textbook Pisces. If I were to blindly read lists of all of the characters, what are they called? Zodiac signs? Um, that I would pick out Pisces on the first try. For example, when I'm scrolling on TikTok and I'll get one of those, put a finger down and I'm going to tell you what sign you are, but I'm not going to tell you until the end. I got Gemini and I got Virgo and I checked my chart. I don't think I have either of those signs anywhere in my chart because they said even if it's not your sun sign, you might have strong placements and I didn't. So I don't think so, but I think Pisces are cute. You know, like they say we cry, we're like little crybabies, and I don't really identify with that one. But I'm definitely creative, I'm sensitive, you know? I've, I vibe with those too. I don't give astrology too much merit, I know. Don't shoot me, don't shoot me. I think it's funny enough, sometimes it pisses me off. Actually, yeah, a lot of times it gets me very irritated. I don't like when people hold too much merit to it because we are just such impacted individuals by what happens to us on earth you're gonna fight me on this you're gonna fight me on this but someone asked kathleen asked what are my thoughts on astrology those are my thoughts right now she also asked spill the beans what's going down on march 12th let's just say we will be able to have matching pieces of something something to match we can match t pori tp worry asked what's the most practical article of clothing live and die for the pod. Thank you. Most practical item of clothing, some Levi jeans. Is that too practical? Yeah. Yeah. Those are really great. They make your ass look great. Pretty timeless. You know, if I have a ribbed white tank top and those jeans and I'm just, you know, fixing my house, I don't know why that was my first image, or just like running on a field, that's a better image. You see me from the back. That photo could be taken in so many different decades, and I love that. Um, so get yourself a pair if you don't already have them. I'm pretty sure most of us do. Second piece, a good bra. No, underwear. Side tangent. Another little story time. I had a friend. She was kind of the worst, but she was one of my best friends. She actively would get mad at me for this for only having cute underwear. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me why she was mad at that because I'm like, you and your mom go to the store. 
my mom and I go to the store to pick them out. I just pick out cute ones. Why don't you, you know? Like, there's cute ones of all different price ranges. <laughs> it's just about color, cut, <laughs> pattern, whatever. Yeah, she used to get really mad. So I think that hot take, it's just, you know, how people have their favorite underwear. You just have a little bit of a better day when you're wearing your favorite underwear. What if almost all of them were your favorite, except for, like, your period panties? <laughs> Ew! It's not gross. It's just... Periods aren't gross. The term period panties is gross. That's why I said gross. Anyway, cute underwear and Levi jeans. Long story long. <laughs> Ruby underscore Guthrie asked, when do you feel the most free? When is the last time you felt like this? Oh, when I'm barefoot. When I don't have to have my phone or my keys with me. And I, I have nothing in my hands. And I know that's a very literal answer to when do I feel the most free, but a few friends and I went upstate in September and we rented a house and it had a huge yard. I mean, there was hundreds of acres of land that this man owned. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. He had this huge hill and I just loved that I could leave my phone and my keys inside and just run barefoot for so long just so far I had so much room I love it I hate having to hold anything and living in a city for example I have to have at least my keys some you know in my hand or in my pocket but I feel the most free when I don't have to have anything attached to my body Josh Richard underscore asked you prefer living in Brooklyn or Manhattan and why I preferred living in Manhattan but when COVID struck I'm so glad that I lived in Brooklyn. I have a little bit more space, a lot less foot traffic. I have my mom's car here with me right now and there's absolutely no way that that would have been a possibility in Manhattan. It would have been a total nightmare whereas it's a mild responsibility here. I am someone who likes to live in the middle of everything so that would be a reason I would choose Manhattan. Brooklyn is great for if you want to be a bit farther, you know, have a place to, what's the word I'm looking for? Recluse? That's not the word. I'm, I'm taking my hands and I bring them in. Like I'm shrinking, what's it? Decompress also works. I don't need to find this word at the moment. But I personally don't need that. In a, in a perfect world, also, prices, I can afford a better place in Brooklyn. So that's a huge factor. If I could have a car, if I had all the money that I needed to live in a great place and have a car in Manhattan, I'd live in Manhattan, but I can't. So I made a little sacrifice and Brooklyn's lovely. I love living in Crown Heights. AnnieLee.co asks, this is an interesting question. Do you get jealous of your YouTube friends who seem to be making more money, like Claudia? No, because generally with more money, it means that you have a much larger audience and that's a much larger responsibility. Claudia does a fabulous job of maintaining her channel as a very positive and healthy space for people to spend time on and I think her audience has a lot of respect for her. Um, the only time that I would get jealous maybe is that, but also Claudia is a bad example because she has a really amazing work ethic, but some friends with much larger audiences I'm really thinking of my friends at the moment who are still making YouTube videos that are making significantly more money than I am. 
all putting a ton of time. And so in that sense, no, the only way that I could say yes is looking at someone who is getting paid by a sponsor to put in the exact same amount of hours that I would put in, but their budget, you know, their compensation would be massively larger. Also, a little hint on Claudia, we may be seeing each other very, very soon. And I think it would be really fun to maybe bring her on the pod, you know? Have a little Claude Lex chat. I think that would be a cute moment. Potentially my first, potentially my only guest. I'm super picky about who I'd ever want on this channel because, y'all, it's us. Like, you're listening to Lexi. <laughs> but Lexi, Claudia is totally welcome with open arms, so let me know what you think about that. Kenzie Shayna asks, what are your current hobbies? Reading, walking, making lattes. I make a chai latte and a matcha latte and these magnesium drinks, <laughs> a lot of drink concoctions. That's been a bit of a hobby. Cooking has become a bit of a hobby. Working. Now this could bite me in the ass in a little bit, but I've really enjoyed my work lately. I've not found it to be stressful. I've found it to be just really satisfying and I like putting in the work. Mary Rosenstein asked, how do you keep such high positive energy throughout the day? Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm moody. I, for example, in one of my notebook pages from this week, I have, let me just go to it instead of attempting to explain it. I have little things that I'm looking out for to give a little too much information. It was supposed to be my PMS week. My period came a week early, but I had written down PMS week, notice moods, notice energy levels, and notice cravings. So I have little arrows of if my mood was up, if my mood was down, and then a dot if my mood was stable. Um, same thing with energy levels. And for example, yesterday my mood was all over the place. Today my mood was very stable. The, the entire concept of keeping high positive energy is also maintaining an air of discipline, which is sort of what I described in this entire episode was putting these habits together to creating a life of stability where if I were to have emotions that are not so high and positive, I would still have my routine to keep me going because I have too many times let my emotions dictate my day and I'm finally taking my day back from them. And if I were to get in a bad mood, I know my schedule well enough to say, okay, you know what? Let's not do the workout today. Why don't you just like sit and hang out in your room for 30 minutes? Like let's, let's just get those emotions out. You know, I can readjust things and move things around so it's not necessarily always being happy and positive but just knowing what's good for you i mentioned this in the last episode the idea of us being a community us as a single person our community my past self made me and my actions now are making my future self and i have to look out for her because the last one looked out for me and it kind of gets me excited a little bit thinking about there's going to be a future me thanking this current me for what i'm doing I want to make her happy, you know? She's my role model, dare I say, my future self. That's a fun way to look at it. Celeste Cobral asks, what's a good way to come to terms with someone ghosting you? All right, there's a few different approaches. One, acknowledge that you're not upset about the person. You're upset at the cliffhanger. You're upset at the fact that you never got to see this relationship through, whereas a lot of us who have been in long-term serious relationships, when we break up, it's because we tried everything, you know? It was just not going to work. 
but when someone ghosts you, they just cut you off before anything gets started, and you're, you know, you're kind of mad because in your head, it could have been perfect. But if they're going to cut you off, it wouldn't have been perfect. Honestly, say thank you next and move on to someone quickly. I think the best way to deal with someone ghosting you is to set up another date, like ASAP. Set up two dates, hell. Emily underscore Baruff asked, ballpoint pen or gel pen? I use the Muji .38. It's a gel pen, but it's better than the average gel pen. It's fabulous. If you have not tried a Muji .38, you have to get them. Tatiana Gosting House. Oh my goodness, this is a long username. Tatiana Augustine Hosusa. <laughs> Please forgive me. Please forgive me, Tatiana. She said, Have you ever considered other career paths or other educational paths? I love you. For sure, after really bonding with my psychiatrist, we both considered me going into school and majoring in psychiatry and becoming a psychiatrist in my later years. I touched very briefly on my very mild but slightly consistent, not consistent, that's the wrong word, reoccurring fantasy of joining the military. Both of my grandfathers were in the military, one Navy, one Army, and I'd be lying if I'd say that I'd never considered that. Mick.cyr asked how to boost your mood when you're feeling the lows of quarantine. This seems to be a pretty reoccurring theme. I feel it too, don't worry. I have my rough weeks too. I think one of the cures, though, or at least one of the, the temporary fixes is to find something that you're excited about, whether that be a new smoothie recipe, a new book, a road trip, having a person visit, having some sort of thing to look forward to. You have to find something, no matter how small, to get you up in the morning, and I think adding little tiny bits of excitement or maybe a little bit of change because maybe you're mood is low because you feel like you're just on autopilot and every single day is the same. It's Groundhog Day. So find something that's going to excite you. Evely NW said, I constantly feel like I have to put on a perfect image. How do I be myself and stop caring? You gotta get to know yourself and get to know your intuition. I always bring up intuition. I think it's key. When you're acting a certain way, when you're behaving a certain way, you can feel it if it's off. If you're not being yourself, you can feel it. And when you are being yourself, it's this huge relief and feeling of alignment. I mean, it, it's a position of alignment. And you got to follow that and continue being that. Now, I don't have enough data to know how different the you, the perfect you that you're presenting and the real you is. If it's just you feel like you can't make mistakes, you feel like you have to always do the right thing, you're you're the person who's always fine, you know, totally let your guard down. Everyone loves that. <laughs> Word skank asked, how do I separate myself from my job? I feel like I'm in my work brain 24-7. Okay, <laughs> I'm in my work brain, not 24-7, but I love my work brain right now, but I can understand and completely empathize with it becoming overload. You're probably not going to like my answer, but I think one of the most physical ways and easiest ways to disconnect is to turn off your phone and find some activities, like really just hang out with your roommate when you get home from work or when you're done for the day. Turn off your computer, turn off your devices. That way you really can't even be tempted to look at it. Now, the side effect will be that you also aren't going to be on social media and scrolling on TikTok, but realistically that would probably be pretty good for you as well. Um, 
bond with the physical, pick up a book and read, watch a movie with, you know, your hands free, not a phone nearby. Try it tomorrow, see if it does anything. And repeat as needed. Emmerf13 asked, your breakfast today looks so yum. How did you make it? Hee hee XOXO. It was oatmeal, but I'll take you through my journey because I make oatmeal in a way that I've never, never seen recommended. It's totally a personal choice and I can see some of you really enjoying this method that I'm going to share with you and some of you, you might not enjoy it at all. Here's what my thought process is. I like my oatmeal to almost be like a soft cookie. So what I will do is put the oats in a bowl and I will put water just about to the point where it sort of covers the oats and then I put it in the microwave for two minutes. And then when I take it out, it's not goopy or soupy or traditionally oatmeal-y. It's more just like one circular piece of oatmeal. And then I will pour macadamia nut milk, whatever milk of your choice, over top and cover it. And then I'll add my toppings like strawberries or chia seeds or maple syrup or something like that. And then I will almost eat it like a, like a cake. Like, oh, that's what it's going to look like. That's, that's the perfect way. When it comes out of the microwave, it's going to look like a pancake, like an oatmeal pancake. And then I pour milk over top, sort of like you would in Tres Leche. And I eat it like that. And I think it's delicious. It's like this milk-covered cake with sweet toppings. And I absolutely love it. And I've had it every morning for I don't even know how many weeks now. Chattaka hands asked how to live like the main character. Okay, in a time like 2020 where you're all by yourself, how do you not feel like the main character? Because I could see if you were going into physical school. Maybe you guys are going to physical school because I know I was... How cute is this? Little story time. My family and I on Sunday had a murder mystery Zoom party. It was so fun. And two of my younger cousins, I think they're in like fourth or fifth grade, they have to go to school every other week. And I don't know how that was decided. Like, can you, you know... COVID only comes on the second and fourth week of the month, so, you know, you're safe the first and the third, but I can see you not feeling like the main character when you have a giant group of peers to surround you, but if you're just by yourself all day, bitch, you are the main character. Why, you know, live your life, strut, put in your AirPods, take a walk outside and strut, come back inside and see if you feel any different. Emily underscore Barahoff. Did I answer questions from her already? I feel like I had problems pronouncing Barahoff. Oh yeah, she's asked a bunch. Hey girl, thanks for asking so many questions. Do you have any tattoo plans? No, but I've been itching for another tattoo. I feel like getting one or two somewhere on my arm. I had purchased these temporary tattoos early in quarantine last year. And then, this is so stupid, but I was going to make a video about it, and Emma Chamberlain made a video about it shortly after, maybe like a couple months after, and I was being slow to do it. And after she did it, I just had it in my brain that I could never do that because people would just assume that I took it from her, and I had too much pride to deal with that. How silly is that? Um, so I put them on a couple weeks ago. I had one that said Daddy, and I made John put it on like the tramp stamp right above my ass. And he put it upside down. And so I had daddy upside down on my lower back. It was so funny. Um, and then I had one like in between my chest. I had like a ton on my arms just to test it out. And I liked the arm ones the best. I mean, the tramp stamp one was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. But I would, I'm not 
not committing to that, at least not in this time in my life. Maybe when I'm 70 and bored as hell. My grandma Lola, she wants us to get matching flowers on our boobs. And I'm like, grandma, grandma, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Grandma, let's get you home. Hi, Lola. On like the 0.000001% chance you're listening to this. Hi, I love you. Francisca Brezzi asks, favorite way to consume dairy when you do ice cream? Soft serve in a cone. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Next. Rachel Glovely asks, best reality TV show? Survivor. Is Survivor a game show or a reality show? My answer is Survivor regardless. I'm going to find a final question, but thank you all so much for listening if you've made it this far. I feel good about this episode. I want to try not to get too consistent with these productivity-themed episodes or these, you know, therapy episodes. I do want to share more stories, but it's so hard when it's been a week since I've last talked to you and I just want to tell you exactly what's been on my brain. And I'm sure once the pandemic is over, I will potentially have more exciting stories of what I've done in my week. But for the most part, it's just like where I've been in my head. Oh, this is cute. All right, this will be the last one. Ever Trotner said, tell us your first kiss story. <sighs> I was a youngin. I decided to have my first French kiss when I was in third grade. I was such a little feisty kid. I was determined and I knew my neighbor had a crush on me and I thought he was cute too. And we were in my swing set, like at the top of the playground. Does that make sense? It was one of those playgrounds. There's a swing set attached. Yeah, my parents killed it. Uh, they rock. <laughs> but it was up in the little tree house. What is it called? I haven't thought of this terminology in so long. I'm ruining my first kiss story. Up in the playground house thing at the top? You know, there's a little seating area. Why does this sound like a fever dream? Playgrounds are not. Playhouses? Oh my, I can't even think of the word! Is it too late? Guys, it's it's not even 10 p.m. What the heck? Yeah, I took a little bit of a dinner break in between the first part and the questions. I cooked a little kimchi fried rice. Anyway, I think my brain is going to shit. I was in a play, my playground. I was in my playground and um, I decided that we were going to have our French kiss and he was down. It was all consensual. Don't worry. And it was so, it was so cute because we kind of like high-fived afterward. Like we were, we kind of like smiled and nodded at each other. Like that's right. And you know what we were so excited about? The fact that we were going to be the first kids in our like grade to do it. We were going to be like, yeah, we French kissed. Like, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. I just remember feeling like a boss ass bitch, which is so funny. Like why in third grade, girl? Like why did you, why did you want to, I don't know, but I did. I just wanted to. So on that note, that little embarrassing note about how children are just the funniest little people ever. Uh, I love you all so much and thank you for watching. I will catch you in my next episode next week. XOXO, Lexi. Mm -hmm.